from the Bob Marley Studio in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to The Diz Unplugged. Welcome to the Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion for the week of July 20th, 2011. From Orla- I just had like a, a moment. Uh, from Orlando, Florida, I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friends Scott Smith, Walter Eccles, Teresa Eccles, Kevin Close, and John Magi, Max the Intern, back in the Peanut Gallery. In this segment, John and Kevin are going to tell us about the wonder that is Olani. I am so excited to hear about this place. You told me a little bit while you were out there and we talked on the phone, but um, I, I'm really interested to hear how this experience kind of unfolded for you guys. This is, where, this is where Walter needs to get a third job because he's going to have to pay for Pete to live at Olani all year round. Hmm. It's incredible, and I know as soon as he sees it, it's going to be. I have to live there. Well, I'm hoping. I'm hoping that we go out there. Walter sees it, and he's like, "Okay, this is a reason to buy DVC." I think he will fall in love with it as well. Before we get started, I want to do a little bit of uh, housekeeping in general, just a little bit of information. Um, something that someone had asked us, and I think it's important to point out. While we were invited to Alani to take this exclusive tour, see place that no one else has seen, Disney did not pay for this. Uh, Dreams Unlimited Travel paid for our airfare, we paid for our hotel room, we paid for our car. So I don't want anybody to get the impression that, first of all, we didn't stay at Alani because it wasn't finished. But I don't want anyone to get the impression that Disney did this and paid for everything. Yeah, this was on our dime. They, right. they extended the invitation to us, right. but this was on our dime. And we made it happen. So I just want to get that out of the way just in case people say, well, you know, you liked it because they sent you there. That's not the case. First of all, Alani is incredible. I, you can't even describe it. This is the resort that people will have to see to really appreciate how beautiful it is and how much work that Disney has put into this uh, total resort area. It's located in an area of Hawaii that's a little different. Um, we stayed in Honolulu. We stayed on Waikiki Beach. Very touristy, very high it's traffic. It's Manhattan. It's South Beach. It's skyscrapers and bumper-to-bumper two-hour traffic jams. It's very, very, very urban. As a matter of fact, we got there and I thought, I can't do this. I can't sell a resort in this area. If this is what Alani's like, I don't know what we can do about it because it was horrible for us, especially. So we get there and we spend a couple days in Honolulu. We venture out. We go to see where Alani is. We do a little poking around. Our meeting was on Monday. So on Sunday, we decided to take... Just to try and gauge how long it was going to take us to get there, we didn't want to be late for our meeting, so we did a dry run. We went to Pearl Harbor, and then Pearl Harbor happened to be halfway between our hotel and Alani. And that's something I want to point out as well. You're on an island, and while people say, well, you've got to go from the resort to Pearl Harbor, it's literally, what, 12 miles away? It's a very short distance away. It's a short drive. From Honolulu Airport, Alani's probably about 16 miles up the west coast of the island of Oahu. So everything's very, very easy to get to and very uh, close together. So as we ventured out into the island, we really got a chance to appreciate the beauty of Hawaii. I, I mean, paradise like you've never seen before. Absolutely spectacular um, views and um, combinations of views. Like you're driving along and there's lush greenery and there's beautiful tropical flowers, but there's this giant mountain ahead of you that's half covered in a cloud. You can't see the top of the mountain because of the cloud cover of it. Just spectacular. And you get out to Alani, which is located in Koalina. 
and Coalina is its own resort area. So next to Alani is the JW Marriott. There's also uh, communities with multi-million dollar homes in this area. This is a multi-use resort. Right. It's been developed as a private resort. There's a beautiful golf course. And you have to enter a gate just to get into the resort area. And then you have to go to the resort itself, and obviously they will have a gate. Now, the gate is, is the gate checking to make sure you're a guest at a resort? No. Or? Because all of the beaches in Hawaii are free, it's a state law that um, they have to be made open to the public. All beaches in Hawaii are public beaches. Right. So they are letting people in. As a matter of fact, we did the whole thing when we first got there. We have a meeting with so-and-so at Alani, and they looked at us like we had six heads and just, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> it just kind of, it, it, I don't think they want people soliciting inside the resort. It's it's just kind of... Uh, Controls the traffic flow. Right. Also, um, what was explained to us about this resort is that while all the beaches are public, the rule is that they can't be overcrowded. So if there's no parking spaces, you can't use that beach. So if you go to a public beach, we went to a public beach, and it was all, if you found a parking space, you meant you could go on that beach. So this guard gate out in front will control how many cars get in. They'll have people okay, going around the whole thing. And it's hard to explain because I think when people think of a resort, they think of the Grand Floridian. This is a whole resort community. We're talking about a town, basically. So <clears throat> before drunk- you jump ahead, one of the questions that we asked on our tour was Olani is square in the middle of this resort on a beautiful lagoon. It's on a crescent-shaped lagoon, and it's man-made, and the waters are lapping up. It's just absolutely paradise. John asked, how did Disney score this particular piece of property? I mean, this is the jewel in the crown. And we were told that the developer, Coalina, was developed quite a long time ago, but that developed backed out of it and it was purchased by a second developer who's real since the 80s who's really kind of brought this back it is lush it is beautiful and we said well how do why is this piece of property still here why didn't this go and he said for a very long time this property this of developer has courted disney for the last um, 10 or 15 years yeah. to build a resort here save has, this particular lot right for Disney to build a resort there. Wow. Oh, that's now, interesting. The lot next to Col- or Alani is empty. And I would not be surprised if Disney picks up that piece of property also. So, and wow. Right next to it on the other side is the JW Marriott. And one of the things you notice is as you come up upon this community is you notice that there's these big hotels and they're on the ocean. And the JW Marriott is this giant white monstrosity. And there's another hotel that's a giant white monstrosity. And then there's Alani. And while I don't want to make it sound like it's hidden, like it's camouflaged, it fits into the landscape. It fits into the foliage. And it looks natural. You know how the Polynesian sits on the beach at Walt Disney World. Right. But there's really nothing else around it, so it kind of stands out. Mm-hmm. Imagine putting that resort into that environment. So as you drive up to it, the palm trees are everywhere. It doesn't stand out like it does right. at Walt Disney World. However, Alani is 30, 25 stories tall. Is so it really? It's, it's, it's huge. huge. Wow. It's, I, I was blown away by the size of this resort. Really? That many oh, I stories? No I, that I, yeah, another I don't know. Maybe I'm exaggerating. Yeah. Maybe it's 15 or 20. I don't know. I didn't count. It's, I didn't know how far the alligator's eyes were apart either. Wow. <laughs> I mean, we have pictures of it. We can count the stories, but it's huge. And it's it's beautifully done, and it's positioned in a way that most of the rooms will have some kind of ocean view, either full or partial ocean view. So that's something that people will... Uh, 
want to make sure that they have. It's a very it's a big part of it. However, the ones that face the other way are mountain views. So just as beautiful uh, vista. Um, Again, beautiful resort. What they've done is they're very, very uh, conscious about staying true to the Hawaiian culture, incorporating the Hawaiian culture. I was worried that it was going to be the Polynesians shoved on a beach in Hawaii. Nothing against the Polynesian. I know people love that resort. I love the Polynesian. It's a great resort, but it's not. Do you feel your authentic Hawaiian? When you go there, well, it's it's it's. Uh, I think the Polynesian is more, you know, French Polynesia. Right. I think but it's that's Disney's version of. Yeah, but it's not. I don't think it's supposed to be Hawaii. I right. think I think the Polynesian is supposed to be like Tahiti, Bora Bora. Gotcha. You know that 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 South Pacific, as I'm opposed to the Hawaiian. So they, so they, I think this is about fifteen stories tall. 15, still, I, 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 fifteen resort. is huge. I mean, that's still. Big so, resort. so part of a lot of what they do is they take the the culture and they try to incorporate it into the architecture and into the the artwork. As a matter of fact, what one of the things that they wanted to make sure that we understood was that there are sixty local artisans who've all contributed art to Alani. Um, this is art that you can't buy anywhere; it's exclusive, commissioned just for Alani. There's a giant mural in the entry hall. This isn't a check-in area. You simply walk into this magnificent entry hall, overlooks the ocean beautiful artwork around surround you and then off to the side is the check-in desk mm. one of the things that we kept hearing over and over again is every decision that was made with alani was is it appropriate and is it accurate they've tried very hard to make sure that this was not apparently hawaiian culture it's very important to hawaiians not only the way our culture is important to us it's the way they live and they wanted to make sure that this resort was not just another, as John said, plop down a resort in the middle of it. This was supposed to fit in with Hawaii. As a matter of fact, the name, they went to a spiritual a Hawaiian spiritual leader who gave them the name Olani. And it means a messenger from a higher power. Or messenger to a higher power is what I thought they said. Okay. <laughs> it's one of those things too where it's every- a small point, but right, right, that's cool. But I, you know, uh, and I, I think it's worth mentioning that you know, the lead Imagineer on this project is none other than Joe Rody, born in Hawaii, and he, so he has that. You know, culture. he, he and he, and he definitely. This is somebody who really puts a tremendous amount of effort into authenticity. You look it, at Animal Kingdom. Right. I mean, Animal Kingdom is, is Joe Rody's baby, and exactly. that's what Alani. That's is. what Alani is very immersive. But I also want to point to, out to that. While we talk about Hawaiian culture, okay, my stupidity is you think of, well, Hawaiian culture is them all running around on the beach in grass skirts, burying pigs in the mud, you know, in the sand to cook it. The very definition of the ugly American. Ugly American tourist. And I own that because I don't know what the culture was like. but But the Hawaiian culture is a living, breathing culture. So while we say the Hawaiian culture, hey, they have influences from all over the world. They have, you know, a, a vast majority of a vast uh, knowledge and experience base, not only in what they do, but what they eat and what they experience. So that they took all that into account. You're not going in and laying on a grass hut, right? To, a grass mat to go to sleep. <laughs> they understand that it's a living culture, which is impressive. I don't really think it's an ugly American. I think it's lack of um, exposure. Right. My experience with Hawaii is stuff I've seen on TV or stuff I've read. The Brady Bunch. I, yeah. I, and I've Brady said that several times while I was there. That's really the exposure that I have. Yeah. Or the or encyclopedia. When, right, the when pictures, Love Boat yeah. went to Hawaii. Or Hawaii I was shocked to find out that there was not a woman in the airport with flowers for me. 
Wow, when and, did that stop? Or was that ever something they did? I mean, like if you want to buy flowers in the airport, you go into one of the gift shops and they have coolers where they actually sell them. But I was surprised to find out that that was not. Now, I will say this. We did in talking to them about what are the things they're going to do for Alani. Each guest that arrives will get a flowered lay. And be greeted. And be greeted. Cool. By Ricardo Montalban. <laughs> Welcome to Fantasy Island. And John, when you walked into the lobby or Kevin, did you, I mean, your first impression, did you think this is Disney? No. Or did you not it's even not, see any it's, Disney? It's not the vast cavern of Wilderness Lodge right. or Animal Kingdom. It's very um It's a intimate. big hall, but it's not that huge. You also don't feel as if you're walking into a hotel. Right. Because there's not a check-in desk. I mean, once now, first of all, there was construction while we were there. And I'm sure they're going to have those luggage carts, which is going to give it more of a hotel feel. Right. But when you walk in, it's it, you walk into... Like it's, you feel like you're in a cultural center as opposed to a hotel. Uh, the mural goes all around the upper part of the ceiling, and they kept using a phrase that I had to ask what it meant. Uh, a lot of Hawaiian history is what they call pre-contact, before Western civilization invaded Hawaii. So they have a pre-contact history, and that's where the mural starts. Right. It actually, it's a pictorial representation of the... Uh, uh, the birth of the Hawaiian people from beginning to end. And it takes into account wow. their... The beginning to now. The beginning right. to now. So, yeah, apologize. yeah, really? <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah, really. That's wow. wiping out a civilization. How's it going to end, John? No, not true. Not true. <laughs> um, so it, it's... And again, it's very... It takes into account mythologies and uh, stories that are passed down. That's as fascinating, well. though. I love that. That's like Indian culture. I mean, just it's just fascinating. Yeah, to go back blown away. to... I was absolutely blown away Is it Disney... It's not until you venture a little further in right. that you see that it's Disney. Now, however, it's Disney in the fact that it's storytelling. Disney is born out of storytelling, and that's what this is. It tells the stories. Hmm. As you walk out of Epcot, you know those little sparklies in the yeah. ground? In the center of, it's not really the lobby, the entranceway, the welcoming area, there is like a compass rose. And the turtle is the symbol of Hawaii. And in the middle of this compass rose that points out the directions, north, east, south, and west, is this turtle. And he said, watch. And they had an Imagineer who had a remote control thing run it for us. And at different times of the day, that compass rose will have the constellations that you'll see in the night sky that night. Oh, wow. Because oh, the wow. constellations oh, are very really important nice. to the Hawaiian people. Jeez. And again, about being true and accurate, the, the compass itself is not north, south, east, and west. It's water, land, right, whatever right and left is. And next to yeah. there's a very small compass. It's very important, but I can't remember it. <laughs> Fire, water, right, nature, yeah. Right, that whole thing. Symbolism stuff. But yeah. what happens cool. is, so it, you're not clobbered over the head with it's all very subtle right it's not that huge as i say wow space you have to kind of explore and go a little deeper into it to see the and we saw the rooms and the rooms are our typical dvc rooms in terms of size and bedding and configuration except there's a lot of the hawaiian elements are uh, folded into it and a lot are done in a subtle way so you wouldn't know the lamps are based on um sort of a, what would be considered a mortar of what they used to use to grind their food for preparation to make flour and things like that. So this is a... There are cultural references cultural in references. everything they've chosen. And again, the art is all one-of-a-kind locally um, commissioned In art. the one bedroom, there is a shower 
that's going to have people talking. It is absolutely beautiful. It's all done in natural stone. There's a bench in there. There's a waterfall head and a handheld shower, and it's all glassed in. It's absolutely exquisite. Now, uh, the DVC rooms, are these separate from the hotel rooms? Are there, is it a different layout for the hotel rooms? Because this is kind of, this is the, well, I guess not the first time, but, um, you know, this is kind of unique in that it really is being built from the ground up as both a standalone hotel and a DVC property uh, in that most of the Disney hotels that have DVC properties didn't start off that way. They started off as hotels and they said, oh, hey, you know what? Let's add DVC to this. Or they were built just as DVC like Old Key West. Old Key West. Um, Yes, they're very similar in design. The regular hotel room is the studio except it doesn't have the kitchenette. It doesn't have the little area for the microwave and the refrigerator. However, it will have a refrigerator in it. Mm-hmm. So, now, are they going to... Uh, so I guess they're not going to rent out the actual DVC units. They are going to rent out the actual DVC units. This was a point of contention. It's something we said to them over and over again. Typical DVC is 45 to 60 days from the date of travel. They will release DVC rooms to the general public to rent. And I said, in this hotel, I'm sorry, you're going to have to do it sooner. That's too close for someone to plan yeah, a trip, come to, to Hawaii, Hawaii, to Hawaii yes. who wants that room. Now, people will take the regular rooms, but you know, once, once you've stayed in a one-bedroom, you know, it's hard to go back to a regular hotel room. Now, they also said that the, they, they wouldn't give us an exact number, but it's about 75% DVC and 25% hotel. Okay. I also asked about handicapped accessibility, and handicapped accessible rooms will be available in every different view. Does this that is, make, this you know is I mean? actually a big deal. Am I Just let me finish. Um, there will be a parking lot view, handicapped accessible room, as a po- in addition to a, a oceanfront room, right. and. What they, I, one of the complaints that I had is, are they all going to be locked right together and be the worst rooms in the hotel? And they promised me that they weren't. That these handicapped accessible rooms would be throughout the hotel and in, available in every level. Oh, okay. Because usually you get a handicapped room, it's right off the elevator. Right off the elevator, yeah. right next to where they load in the luggage, and it has a view of crap. Yeah, the valet or something. Enchanted like dumpster view. Um, some of the things they've done to be to, to really make this uh, a different experience for guests. Um, when you pull up, there's not the typical guard shack that you pull into. You're going to pull into sort of uh, a circular drive, and they're going to have someone in a little, not even a booth, a little area over to the right. And they want to know, they're going to ask you when you book this hotel, your flight information and how you're getting to the hotel because they want to greet you. So you pull up, and they're going to know it's you, and they're going to announce you to the... That's very old Disney. It is, and it's something they've gotten away from. Uh, you, you used to be, you stayed concierge at any of the Walt Disney World resorts, and you that that's the experience you got. When you got to the guard shack, you left your name. By the time you drove from the guard shack to valet... There was a concierge outside waiting for you. Like Waldorf. Well, that's not even necessarily right. concierge. When I first started going to Disney World in the early 70s, once you went through the parking kiosk and they wanted to know your name, if you were going to the hotel, when you pulled up in front of the hotel, somebody came out and said, hello, Mr. and Mrs. Close. So that was for every guest because we didn't stay concierge. I guarantee you we didn't. So they're really going for incredible service as well as the whole, you know, I guess in a way you could rest on being di- you rest on the laurels of being Disney and rest on the laurels of being in a beautiful location. They're really trying to step it up for guests. 
So again, we saw. Now I have to tell you from the entryway, looking out from you're standing in front of the Olani Resort. If you look inland, you are looking at the most pastoral land. It's huge, and there's a mountain range in front of you. So even if you have a non-ocean view, you're going to have a mountain view. Can you see the other hotels from this hotel? Yes. The hotels so are you from, can the see side, them. from the side. So they're not in front of you right. or in back of okay. you. Um, so we talk about the rooms. The rooms are kind of standard DVC in, in size and layout. And they're beautiful. They're, they have beautiful uh, decorations in them and beautiful uh, furniture. But a lot of what this resort is about is about its main areas, its common areas, and its uh, the pluses that they put into it. The main area is the main pool area is the I'm going to mess up the name, so I'm just going to call it the Valley, mm-hmm. the Waikahola Va- Valley. Yeah, Waikahola Valley. Waikahole. I apologize. We made her say it like 18 times. And <laughs> there's going to be one of the things they will do is they'll have um, for kids and adults as well. They'll have things with the pronunciation of names. Oh, that's good. Oh, okay. Help you with the culture. There'll be tours of this resort that you can sign up for. Well, they'll do a walking tour explaining the pictures and all the add-ons and stuff. But the middle, in between, in the resort, outside, before you get to the beach, is this valley. And the valley has a lot of cool stuff. It's got two pool, two, two pools. Pools. I couldn't get that out. And He was speaking Hawaiian. They are zero-entry pools. It also has a... Um, volcano. It has a mountain in the middle that's made out of volcano, made by a volcano. And in it, there are animals carved into it, very a la the Tree of Life at Animal Kingdom. Except not as in your face. It's very subtle. So you have to really take a look and see uh, if you can see the animals carved into it. There's things like a crab and a. And a um, uh, like how big is the volcano? Fish. Are we talking. A couple stories. A couple stories tall. Okay. It's what houses the slides. There's a lazy so river. Like the Polynesian, kind of. No, bigger. Only bigger. bigger. It's like about okay. four times the size of that. Okay. Wow. Yeah, oh, it's big. There's a whale carved into it. And the only way you can see the whale is at points during the day, the whale spouts will spout water up. So then that will reveal the whale to you. This house is, like I said, it houses the, the, the tubes for the water rides. There's two tubes. There's a slow one that you can ride on a raft and there's one that's a fast body slide type of thing where you crush your arms and you go down the water slide and they and then there's also a lazy river and the lazy river goes around the entire valley around the resort and the inside of the resort absolutely incredible this is not just a semi uh, you know an oval carved in it's winding and it's intricate and it goes under bridges it's absolutely beautifully landscaped it's also beautifully landscaped um you can enter the Lazy River anytime. There's places where you can walk in. You don't mm-hmm. have to start in a certain spot. You also don't have to be on a tube. You can just ride the Lazy River. There is a play area for the kids. And again, I'm not going to try to pronounce these names, but it's this very intricate play area. It's like, kind of like a jungle gym-ish type of thing where they'll be able to carve, uh, climb around it. And water will spray on them and fall on them and they'll be able to splash around. But there's also a very low um, entryway for little ones. So the little kids won't be as intimidated going into the area where the big kids are. So it's kind of got a kids play area as well. Uh, in addition to that, there is a, a snorkel lagoon. Snorkel lagoon where you can go. There's going to be 3,000 varieties of fish. Wow. We went there and there are 300. And I thought, what is this thing going to look like with 3,000? It was absolutely beautiful. 
There are two observation areas where you can watch the people snorkel. The water is about eye level, so you can see above and below the water. You can see the fish and see people snorkel. And then you can get in line and you can just snorkel yourself. Now, one of the interesting things about this was they told us about this on our trip. The week before we got there, Bob Iger was there with um, other executives, and he did a walking tour of the resort. And they said to him, this is our snorkel lagoon, and we're going to charge people to snorkel. And he said, no, you're not. Well, we've planned to charge people to snorkel. He goes, you are not bringing people to this resort. And then charging them extra. And then charging them extra to snorkel. So way to go, Bob Iger. Yeah. what I said. Oh, yeah. Kudos. Um, They have several jacuzzis, and they have two where Pete will live. They will name them the Pete and the Werner. Is what the names of these jacuzzis will be. <laughs> they are Infinity Edge jacuzzis oh. that overlook the ocean. Oh God, <laughs> you're killing me. Wow. Now, something else to keep in mind: uh, this is right on the whale migration route, and from November till about March, it will be very a very common sight See, to whale. watch the I just, whales. And I just priced out January. Wow. It's not bad. The, the whales migrate right in front of the resort. Now, how close, how awesome if, you're in, if you're in your room, say, one on whatever floor you're on, how close are you actually to the water? Not very. I mean, there's still a walk to the water. Think about, I would say, think about if you were at the Polynesian and you were where the pool is at the Polynesian. Okay. That's kind of where, and then where the water starts for that lagoon, that's kind of the distance to the ocean. Right, but really? the resort itself sits further back. If you're at the pool, it's one right, thing. Right, okay. The resort sits further back from the water. So if you're in your room you're over, and you've got an ocean view, you can overlook the pool area and all of that, right. and then the, the ocean's beyond. The pool area beyond. is between you and the water. Okay. So, but the, ho- the buildings are kind of angled, so you might have a room that was closer to the water than the ones right, right. that are in towards the, mid- the bottom of the V. Got I'm, it, got I'm it. doing this with my hands so right. you can really. see it. There's a lot, and the, the again, we talked about the lagoon being a man-made lagoon. There's no big waves, so it's safe for kids. And I understand people want to go to Hawaii and they want to surf and blah blah blah. You can do that somewhere else. You don't have to be at this resort and do it. But it's really great for families. They'll have cabanas. You can rent out a cabana for the day. They'll because most kids TV. don't. Want Did they talk about what the pricing on the cabanas would be? They didn't have the pricing yet on the cabanas. We're hoping they have that information soon. It's all kind of funny because. We went there, and I thought, you're opening in about six weeks, and this does not look like you're going to be done. And they're not finished, and they don't have pricing lists for the kids' clubs, and they don't have pricing lists for the cabanas yet. And you think, you guys got to get your stuff together. It's all going to come together at the last minute yeah, or you something. really got to move forward. Because you have guests coming August 29th. Yeah. Okay, we need to go in January, because we can get some good pricing. And they talk, tell about the whales, though, again. The, the people who are working there said they've seen them. From the resort. Right. That's what I'm saying. You'll be able to, it's a very common occurrence to see the whales. Now, would you have to be like a couple of floors up to see a whale? No? No, because I was standing on the beach and I could see the surfers. I mean, oh, okay, so it's, okay. I mean, and they were quite a ways out. So, I mean, I, I, I don't, I imagine you're only going to be able to see part of the whale. Like you'll see right. probably the humps come out, but if you're further up, you'll see more. <laughs> right. But it, they, they said it's so close. It's literally, we were standing here doing work. Because I asked, I said, are the whales... Are the whales migrating now? And they said, no, it's really a winter thing. You, you said you could see the surfers. So there are surfers there? Not at Alani. Okay. I'm going to be honest with you. I've got a funny story to tell you before he goes further. They were very specific about how we had to dress because we were entering a construction site. You had to have hard we had, hat? We had to have long pants. We had to have um, shoes with a solid sole. Right. Uh, we had our, our clothing couldn't be billowing. We had to wear a collared shirt. 
you were on a construction site where you had to wear a safety vest and a hard hat. A sleeve so, shirt. A sleeve shirt, excuse me. Um, like you couldn't have like a, a tank top. Right. Or you couldn't have a chair on. Uh, so we went out and we bought new shoes to go to these meetings. And we both bought them at the Reebok store. Well, John's happened to be black suede sneakers. And mine were brown suede sneakers only mine had a little bit of a higher collar around where your ankle is so they looked a little more boot like when we were inside the room they decided we could go out and see the the valley they call it that's the kids area the pool the lagoon and the gentleman who was giving us our tour who was awesome and i don't use that word lightly said i just got an email and unfortunately john's shoes are not appropriate and he can't go Oh my god! Because they didn't look like boots. We went well, to this. They looked like sneakers. Were they like take a picture? Uh, of we, went to they... the, we went to the spa, and again, I said the spa was literally studs in the walls. It was very, <laughs> very little done there. So high construction area, and there was a woman there who had Imagineer on her hat. And as we passed, you know, I say hi to everybody. Hi, how are you? you Good. Do? How are you? Yep. Oh, cool. Yeah, just not you, Teresa. Okay. And she did one of these, where she kind of looked me up and down. What you never saw a fat guy before? <laughs> I, I know it's Hawaii, but so we went about our business, and then he. But got, she at least said hello, right? She she kind of grunted at me, and she texted our our guide Scott, and he said, "What he's wearing." So on both of you home. can't go. Well, now I had wanted to film the room anyway, so we could put it up on our website. So John said, "Well, only one of us can go." He goes, "Yeah, only Kevin can go take the tour." And then the, uh, our, the man, Scott, who gives giving us the tour, says to John, will Kevin's shoes fit you? And John said, yes. He said, and you want to take film of the room? I said, yeah. He said, give John your shoes. So John and Scott, John went out taking the tour in my shoes. In shoes that were five sizes too large for him? Actually, no. it's a, a size too big. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. And he got, I mean, he made it. So it's not like he was wearing, you know, the snowshoes. Um <laughs> Really tripping. The, the swim fins. Uh, so I did the whole tour of the, I, all the video was done barefoot. But not only that, he got to stay, uh, in, the, he got to stay in the uh, hotel room by himself. He right. got to hang out. I'm pretty sure I he also, napped in the bed. I didn't. He tells you. I, I also, yeah. all of the. I don't want to know what you did in that room. All of the, the photos on the website of the valley from a higher level, those were the ones I took from the balcony. Wow. Wow. So it worked out okay. They were really good, very accommodating. And there will be a uh, there, well. There is uh, there are photos already up. About uh, two hundred and sixty of them. Okay, so is that, is that everything, or do you have no, more going up? We or? have more that Kevin took on his regular camera that we have to get off and and get the them. The vast majority, a lot of them. I'm what I just showed you. You guys were looking at my iPad. I put them on my iPad and then couldn't email them. What worked better was if I took pictures with my iPhone in Hawaii and then put them up on our our. That smug mug right. thing. Um, so uh, we're going to have links to all that stuff in the show notes page. By the way, well, I want to talk about some of the other stuff that they have because we get a lot of questions from folks who just they want to know details. And of course, you know, we all want to know details. And Disney loves to do the thing. Well, they're going to be surprised when they get here. No, the first guests are going to get there are going to post everything on the internet as it is. Yeah. So give us information. Uh, the <laughs> really, yeah, I was a little stop toying with me. Really, just give it to me. I want to be the person who is who we interviewed. We had an exclusive interview with an Imagineer, uh, Jeanette Lomboy was her name. Is her name, and she reported to directly to Joe Rody. She was his Ooh. senior show producer, so she's pretty high up. Yeah. She did something at Epcot, right? She did. Didn't she do the 
Kim Possible. Kim Possible thing, she's yeah. responsible for Kim Possible. She's, yep. She's responsible for Kim Possible. So she brought that level um, of Disney Imagineering to Alani. And one of the things that they're going to have there, which is along the lines of a Kim Possible type of adventure, is going to be the Menehune Adventure Game. Oh. Menehune Trail. Menehune Trail. And the Menehune are um, magical, mythical creatures in Hawaiian folklore. And they do mischievous acts and they do good acts. So they might come out at night and they might build a bridge for people. Or they might come out at night and they might take your laundry off the line. I got a feeling it was very much like a trick-or-treat kind of thing. Right, mm-hmm. right. All in good fun and kids learn about Menehune. Well, there's going to be the Menehune Adventure Trail and um, kids are going to have, or anybody who wants to do it, but mostly children, a handheld device similar to what they get at Kim Possible. And it's going to guide them around this adventure. There's going to be audible clues and visual clues. And when they get to certain areas, things will trigger. One of the things they did for us, which was I thought was incredible, was she called down and she said, okay, these guys are going to walk through the valley. I want you to run the, the effects. So we were one of the first people to actually see some of oh. these effects. Things like um, you get to a certain place and drums will sound. Remember the little lights I was telling you in the floor of the lobby? Those are made by the Menahune. Okay. There will be... Um, uh, water may squirt at you. Other things may get triggered along the way. One of the things she told us about was if you look, stopped and looked at a f- certain flower, some of them might be real flowers and some one of them might squirt you. <laughs> oh. <Okay. laughs> it's all cute little things. Um, and then there's one very special one. We're not going to tell you where it is because we want you to find it on your own, who will actually give you a surprise. Once you solve the clue and trigger the Menahune, something will come out of it, and they will give you a surprise. There, you'll take something away from it. Oh, that's cool. Oh, I think it's awesome. Uh, the Menahune will also tra- play tricks on the people who float around the lagoon. As you float around the lagoon, you're going to trigger certain areas and things like water will shoot up. And there's one corner where you kind of get you have to go around a corner, and all four corners will shoot at the people riding the the tubes. Fun. So not anything harmful, just fun. Right, yeah. Spray well, no, of course, they'll get spray acid at you. <laughs> <laughs> My eyes. Mischievous um, little creature. Yeah. <laughs> so for those people... Deformed who, for life. So for those people who think, well, there's nothing to do here, what am I going to do to Lonnie? There's so much to do and so much to see and so much to talk about that, you know, you're ne- you can take a week and not leave the resort. But you can go and see this beautiful... Oh, island that has a lot to offer all right i want to ask you guys this is one of the things that goes through my head um, uh thinking about alani what is in the area and you know are there going to be quote-unquote excursions put put together by the hotel do i need a rental car uh, on oahu to do this trip or is it something where i can go to the hotel and then you know do excursions and this is a, this the is a, answer to all of your questions is yes. yes. <laughs> so move on to the next question. Okay. The, the, this is a question we get from a lot of people. First of all, I want to reiterate the point that, first of all, I think you can spend a week at this resort and not be bored where you think I have to go somewhere else. Oh, no, i got to go somewhere else. I was just going to say, however, you would be doing a disservice to yourself right. by not doing, going by not venturing away from the resort. I have never been to a resort anywhere where I could spend a week and not want to right. leave the resort. So and I'm, of course you can I'm sure this is going to be fabulous, but I don't think it's going to, it's right. going to enamor me for a week. And you're in Hawaii and you're on Oahu and you want to visit, you want to experience those things. I can't imagine going to Oahu and Honolulu and not going to visit Pearl, Pearl Harbor. Harbor. Yeah, exactly. 
just real quick, let me tell you what the resort is going to offer, and then we'll go back to some of the other folded-in questions in there. The, the resort is going to offer excursions. Um, there's going to be three tiers of excursions. One is going to be a basic uh, pick-up and drop-off service. You know, you'll be able to pay a certain amount of money. People will go to Pearl Harbor for a certain price, have a certain amount of time there, then come back, or to Honolulu and go to Waikiki Beach, or go someplace and go shopping. No guide. Just take you, leave right, you, right, come back right. and pick you the up. The Dole Pineapple Plantation is not far away, and apparently there's a tour of that also, which will be one of the excursions. Right. So that's your first level. Your second level is going to be an ABD, Adventures by Disney, type of uh, excursion, where you're going to be able to have a guide, and you're going to get to do experiences that not everyone gets to do. One of the ones that they were very proud of was they have a locally renowned chef, who is going to go with you in the morning shopping at a, at a local uh, place for oh, Hawaiian cool foods, Hawaiian cultural things that are important to the Hawaiian people. You'll go back. He'll teach you how to cook it, and you will eat together. Oh, wow. that's how cool. exciting is Culinary. that? Culinary. That's now, this exciting. Is not in a, this is not an ABD adventure. Right. right? It's right. ABD-like. ABD-like. So it's not run by ABD, but it's similar. ABD we'll have a guy. I wonder how long before it is ABD. I said to him, you should get ABD in here, but, you know. That's One of the things they talked about was leading a hike up Diamond Head. Right. Okay, so be, that does not excite right, me in exactly. the least. I was, one quick question. The mountain behind the hotel, do, is, do they have, can you walk up the mountain or you just look at the mountain? We tried to do as little walking as possible, Walter. So <laughs> We drove through the mountain. I we mean, these are, not, these are not space mountain size mountains. These are mountains. And can yeah. you just wander around in the wilderness? Is it safe to do that? Or is it? Are you no? Nature the- is never safe. <laughs> well, I guess it's going to be like anything else. Where would you go to the swampland you see along the side of the road off of? Not that this is swampland. It's like if you want to walk. There are trails. There are hiking things. Well, like, are- I can see Walter. Like you know, just start out. Hanging out, and next thing you know, yeah, he's ten I miles can from. The- see myself bringing him back in a coffin. Right. Well, I'm just saying, is that <laughs> right, so? Let me let me talk about the third oh, tier okay, of sorry. of tour because I think this plays into what Walter would enjoy. Mm-hmm. It's what they're calling a three day adventure. It's a three day excursion. It'll be uh, land, land, sea, and air. Land, sea, and air. So one day you'll go for a hike. They'll take everybody out and go for a hike. No, the next day will be a helicopter tour of the island. No, I won't. Good. And one day will be a boat ride where you go out and you'll snorkel. go on a speedboat, okay. and snorkel. And one out of three ain't bad. Right. So I think they this will satisfy. excursions also. Right. Okay. So, so this, while, he's, while he's hiking and being one mounting nature, I can go shopping. Mounting nature. <laughs> but this particular thing is like a package. You would buy the whole package and you would do all three things in three different days. So it would be three days I won't see you. Okay. And then I want to point out, too, there's going to be an excursion desk area off of the lobby where you'll be able to go and book these excursions. You can do them in advance. Kind of like on the boat. Yeah. So it's yeah. almost kind of like a sh- yeah, like, yeah. The, like the cruise ship. It's one of the things they pointed out. Think of this as a cruise vacation more than a resort vacation. Did They point? They said that. Yes. yes. They modeled. Interesting. Okay. They modeled the kids club on DCL. Right. We'll get into the in-depth of the kids' club, but a lot of it is modeled after Disney Cruise Line. Oh, smart. Let me go back to the tour. To the, well, I uh, guess if you've got something that works, don't reinvent the wheel. Right. Yeah. Going back to the excursion desk, in addition to being places where you can book excursions, there's going to be a car rental desk at the hotel. So if you get there and you say, oh, I'm not going to be the type of person who wants to drive around, and then two days into your trip you say, I'd like to have a car today. You can go and rent a car for a day. Oh, nice. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. 
Nice. Now, Very nice. We we stayed in hike in Honolulu. We stayed right on Waikiki Beach. We did all this from the internet and you sort of, you know, the search engine comes up, what's the we went through TripAdvisor and our hotel got get very good marks and our hotel was fine. However, the where we were, it was Times Square and South Beach and everything I didn't want Hawaii to be. Mm -hmm. It was traffic jams. We waited in an hour and a half traffic jam. I'm surprised you didn't stay at the JW right next door. We considered that, but not knowing enough about Oahu, we also kind of didn't want to be out in the middle of nowhere. This was all the misconception. It it was all our misconception. I really thought it was in the middle of nowhere. Right. Yeah. It's not. Um, the joke was everybody on the beach and there was you couldn't see the sand in front of our hotel was very well built very tan tattooed there was not a single body hair to be seen any place on the beach except on their heads and they were all carrying a surfboard so John and I blended in very well <laughs> push him no, back in the water world. he's dying <laughs> everybody worked together no body hair uh, not a body hair to be sight. everybody oh, really? is smooth as can be the oh, Polynesians don't have they look like seals no no these are these are <laughs> these are Polynesians these are <laughs> there was not a body hair anywhere um, oh my god but we're also alright Scott you realize you have to shave completely. Wax. Wax. You have to get yeah. a wax. Oh, <laughs> Head to toe. I want to be there for the waxing. Let's film it. Now, <laughs> we, our hotel was also in the middle of the world's biggest shopping mall. I'm not exaggerating. There was Tiffany. There was Cartier. There was Bulgari. There was Hermes. There was uh, uh, Fendi. There was Louis Vuitton. There was every high-end store you can imagine, all within a Five block radius. So wow. we were. Imagine staying on Fifth Avenue, and then behind your hotel is a beach. And so you let him buy a Hermes scarf so that when you were driving around in the convertible, he could have it wrapped around his. We head. actually ventured into Hermes, and John said, "Do you realize that on one rack in my closet, I have more product than they had in their entire store?" And we were followed around <laughs> by a little Asian woman, and every time either one of us touched anything, she went, "Oh." <laughs> you walked in and they had like two shirts hanging up and like one belt and I thought I have more clothes in my closet and I don't have a lot of clothes so I, I picked up a belt it was a mesh metal belt and I said to John I, he had no idea what we were talking about as far as price and he kept saying to me if you see something you want just buy it so I picked up a belt a woman's belt it was about an inch and a half wide and it was metal mesh in Target it would be eight ninety nine. It was $1,750. It's Hermes, wow. of course. It is, but it didn't say Hermes on it. It looked like a Target belt. So by the time John had touched <laughs> the last thing, and this poor little Asian woman, she was just plotting, oh, <laughs> oh, can I help you? No, it's okay. We left. We didn't buy anything in Hermes. Uh, there was like, maybe in the store there was 100 things, <laughs> and it was two levels. <laughs> <laughs> it was the funniest thing. <laughs> Getting back. Okay, so we went once. I hated Waikiki. I hated it. It was like, this wasn't what I expected. We rented a car, and we ventured much further out. People in Hawaii, because of the fact that they live on a small island, their idea of distance is far different than mine, who lives in central Florida. 
I asked how far it was to drive. I had heard that Waikiki was very metropolitan, but that if you wanted a much more laid back, much more Hawaiian life style, drive to Kailua. So I said to somebody, how far is it to Kailua? And they kind of clutched their pearls and went, oh, that's far. And I thought, three, four days? How far? (laughs) She says, that's 25 minutes away. And I thought, it takes me 45 minutes to get to Pete's house. (laughs) Um, We'll drive 45 minutes to eat. Right. You know, I mean, it's ridiculous. So then we also decided we wanted to see the North Shore. And when you see people surfing in Hawaii on those, you know, six-story waves, they're surfing on the North Shore. And apparently the North Shore is even more laid back than Kailua. We did not get to the North Shore on this trip. We kind of ran out of time. But Kailua is where Obama goes on vacation. We also saw the apartment. He's from Hawaii, right? He is. We saw where he lived as a child. He grew up on Punahou Street. And we, they, they don't, there's no real fuss made about it. But what our driver who took us from the rental car place back to the airport went to high school with him. Wow. And he said he talked then just like he talks now. We all knew that he was going someplace. And he said, did you drive down Puna House Street? And we said, we did. He said, did you see the grade school? We said, we did. He said he lived in the apartment building across the street. Now, there's no sign or anything, but it was... Just a little residential area of Hawaii. And you asked, you asked, do I have to have a, a, a car? We like to travel that way. We like to see as much as we can. So we would have a rental car, but you don't have to. Well, I also, I, don't, I, want to be resp- I, I also don't want to be limited to the restaurant that's across the street. Well, I mean, talk about the parking charges at the hotel. If you're DVC, parking will be included. If you're a hotel guest, parking is going to be $25 mm-hmm. per night. Actually, that has gone up. Oh, they just whoa. released a new fact sheet, and I believe it is... Is it 30 or 35 a night? Oh, my God. That's crazy. I have to tell you. Explain right. I'm going to tell you. I kept saying to everybody, I know how I'm going to make my millions. I'm coming to Hawaii and I'm building a parking lot. (laughs) If you go to a restaurant in Honolulu, parking is $10. This is not uncommon. We paid $30 a night to park at our hotel. This is not. Wow. This is like, this is what they do in Hawaii. If you want to shop in Hermes, you pay $2 per 20 minutes. To park in the garage. See, that's why I would think for me, I don't particularly like driving when I'm on vacation. I don't like driving when I'm home. Um, but you know, traveling with Walter means I do all the driving. I don't want to. I don't want to eat in a tourist oh. restaurant. <laughs> Can I also? I also want to point out too that driving on the island is very easy. It, no, I'm sure it is. It's just it's. But I just want to say, I mean, people get people. Not you, and not you. You guys, but people in general get nervous about driving in a new place. It's all signed and it's all. Paid. Well, it's America. It's America. Right. I mean, but Hawaii saying, is still America. However, you drive on Interstate One, <laughs> which cracks me up. You know, Interstate yeah. Hawaii H I One, Interstate H I One, and I, I said to them, "Well, what does it connect to? What other state is it connecting yeah. to?" And the reason it's an interstate is for federal funding. Uh, right. But I like the idea that you know if you know. We can take a car service from the airport, and then if we decide we want a car, right. we can That's rent it for convenient. the day. Nice. You, would, you know what you're going to say to yourself? This is just as easy as driving in Orlando. Oh, I'm sure it is. It's not. It's not about. It's not like you know being in Barcelona or something. Um, it's just I don't particularly want to deal with having a car when I'm on vacation. I really you're not going to be able to park it anyway. Place unless you pay. I understand that completely. I do. I get that. That's why I like the idea that there is there are excursions that can be booked right. at the hotel if we decide on a particular day 
okay, you know what, today let's drive around the island. We can rent a car. I don't want to, you know, A, run up a $30 a day parking charge and right. deal with all the nonsense well, that like goes when along. when we go to California and you can rent the car right in downtown Disney. Yeah. And we want to go to San Diego for the day. We just walk around the corner, get a car, do what we want, boom, park it, and we're back. Right. This is going to be so that would be as just like easy, that. if not easier. John, yeah. when you get to the airport, is there going to be something like Magic Express to get you there? They're going to have transportation. They have not worked out all the details of their transportation, but it's going to be they're going to partner with local companies. So it's not going to be Magical Express. Or mirrors. And there will be a charge. <laughs> right. Right. It's not okay. going to be Disney's bus pulling up with characters on the side yet. They did say they are looking into. I don't think they're going to. I don't think they're going to plaster characters no, 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 over no, much of anything. That. I didn't mean that. I meant they. They are looking into doing right. an exclusive pickup and delivery service. Okay, that's what I was wondering. But what? But they have. Um, but they uh, rent. You can get a. Um, you can get a uh, bus. They, they'll have transportation where you get on a bus, or you can get a. a town car, just like you could at any other airport. You could also get a cab from the airport, and it's going to be about $60. And what I understand is whatever transportation they offer will be less than that. Are there going to be um, Disney characters? Well, Pete just asked about plastering them on a bus. Yeah, are there going to be like... At the resort. Now, here's Mickey in his thong walking up and down the beach. Or what? Mickey in his thong. Jeez. <laughs> Well, what is wrong? I'm sure there'd be character interaction. They, um, is it Lilo it is and a, Stitch? It is a Disney resort, and what they explained to us was that the characters are there on vacation, the same as you. So you don't know who will be on So the, leave them alone? Exactly. <laughs> really? <laughs> They're on so you might run into a character, but you never know who it's going to be. Right. And that explains why they're there. Then you walk right. up to they're, Minnie. You walk up to Minnie, and she's all indignant and whatnot. Right. I'm on vacation. I'm on vacation, big except Lilo and Stitch who live there, right? I. They did not say if Lilo and Stitch would be at the resort. Really? They I did don't tell see us, how they couldn't. They did tell us that one character will not be there. Right. You'll have. You'll, you'll always see Mickey, Minnie, Donald, and Goofy. Right. But you may not see Pluto. What, he's not into the islands? Or if what? you bring a dog to Hawaii, they have to go through a six-week quarantine. And Pluto doesn't want to go through quarantine. So <laughs> wow. Oh, good Lord. How in-depth is that? Yeah, really? That's Disney. Very cute. So it's going to be very Disney-fied. Um, going back to other stuff in the area, we, like we said, we rented a car, and we went, to, <laughs> we went from our resort in Honolulu to Pearl Harbor. About 15 minutes without traffic. And this is something that we recommend that everybody does. This is this one of the excursions the hotel is going to do? Harbor yes. is definitely, definitely going to have an excursion. Now, Pearl Harbor itself is free. It's a national park going to see the Arizona. The Arizona Memorial is free. However, there are other memorials there also. There's the submarine. There's the... Ohio, I believe it was. Yeah. There is a charge for them. Those are ships that were at Pearl Harbor but have been uh, rehabbed. They actually were working ships after Pearl Harbor. They were let, they were able to be salvaged. The Arizona is not. And the Arizona, no, the Arizona's on the underwater. underwater right. Yeah. Again, I found this very very surprising. I didn't. I knew what I knew about it, but I didn't know enough about it. The Arizona, that white low slung building you see in Pearl Harbor, actually straddles the bow of the Arizona. Right. Uh-huh. There's just under twelve hundred men entombed. Yeah. In the Arizona, and you stand over the top of it. They explained to me that at the moment there are thirty three survivors of the Arizona. 
These men are in their 90s. Yeah, they're going. Uh, wow. 32 of them have asked when it's their time to go that they be allowed to be buried in the Arizona. Oh, my gosh. That's wow. got to chill. Wow. And the government has now, is it, is it glass bottom? I mean, no. you get, okay. You stand on, it's a concrete um, bridge. bridge over this, the bow, and it's, I mean, there are partitions, but it's basically open to the elements. The The top is open to the elements. So you can't see any part of the actual ship. Oh, yeah. You okay. look over the edge and you can see the ship. Oh, okay. Also, there's um, a drop of oil that's been coming up for yeah. 70 years, and you can see that oil absolutely clearly. Wow. You, will see, you will see two areas of the ship that are above water. They were um, the turrets. They were the turrets, the gun turrets, the circular parts of them. And then as you look in the water, the more the way the light hits it and as you focus, you'll see the outline of the ship below you. It's oh, very, very eerie. Yeah. It's very eerie, but it's very moving. It reminded me of um, Ground Zero. Yeah. And I didn't expect that. I didn't expect to be that moved by it. Um, some recommendations. They suggest that you get there very, very early in the morning. Because the tickets are free to the Arizona, but they're given away in very, very small groups. I believe there were about 30 of us. You, you have to go see a short, a seven or eight minute film about Pearl Harbor, and they sort of give you some guidelines. Uh, one of the things they let you know is that you are going to a memorial. Right. That this is, you know, you are going to a grave site. Yeah. And that, you know, certain protocol should be respected. Uh, we got there about 9.30 in the morning. We just didn't get there any earlier. And our tickets were for 11.30. There's a museum that you can go to for free. There's a gift shop. There was a gentleman selling books that he had written about Pearl Harbor there who would inscribe them for you. Um, there's some stuff to do. There is a snack bar. No bags are allowed in Pearl Harbor. Nothing that can conceal anything. There is a place for you to um, – they tell you not to leave anything in your car because everybody who has an idea of doing something bad knows that you can't bring anything in with you. So there is a place where they will store whatever you brought with you for $3. Okay. Um, it, it's a $3 charge, but that money goes towards veterans, the veterans yeah. working to continue the upkeep of Pearl Harbor. Wow. I learned something else also. The Pearl Harbor National Park started in the 60s and the United States said that they had to raise a certain amount of money in order to make this a national landmark and they raised about half of it and Elvis Presley stepped in and offered to do a concert at Block Arena which is part of the naval base or was part of the naval base and donated all the money and he raised about $70,000 and that got other people to Buck up the rest of the money, and that's how they built the monument at Pearl Harbor. Wow, wow. It's, it's a very, very moving experience. It's also for somebody who's not a war junkie. It's, it's laid out very clearly. And something that John pointed out, um, it's a little weird, and I, I don't want this to be offensive, because for me it was a learning experience. Mm-hmm. At first I was a little shocked by the number of Japanese veterans or the Japanese tourists that were there. And my first reaction, and again, please, this was me, and it's a learning I know exactly where you're going, yep. Your first reaction is, how could you you be here? But I also think to myself, if I went to Nagasaki or Hiroshima 
mm-hmm. to the memorial there, I'm sure the feeling at first might be the same. And what you realize is that this wasn't a solitary act. This was John. John's the one who made me see it clearly. He said, "You have to understand that this was part of nations at war." And this was, that's actually why Hawaii is a state. It was the crossroads of the Pacific. Mm -hmm. And the United States didn't want Asia controlling Hawaii. It was much too close to the continental United States. I learned a great deal in a very short amount of time and came to an entirely different idea of what I had seen. Mm. And, okay, so now we had our heavy history lesson. So we come out of Pearl Harbor hungry. (laughs) <laughs> and, we decide, and we just bring it back to food. <laughs> we bring it back to food. And we had a GPS with us. I strongly recommend that if you do drive around yourselves, bring a GPS. It worked great. What about your phone? Oh, phones work fine. And we had AT&T service. We got the whole rundown. Okay. Every mm-hmm. Verizon, all of the major phone carriers. However, if you turn the radio on, everything on the radio sounds like Don Ho. Oh, how cool. Yeah, it was kind of cool. <laughs> it was. For, it was. It, but it was like... There was not a Lady Gaga song <laughs> to be playing. Really? Oh, it was how all cool. ukulele music. I was just, I'm sure if we had delved a little further. But I'm sorry, go ahead. So we were going out to Alani from Pearl Harbor, and we had the GPS, and we said, where do you want to eat? So we said, along the way, let's just find some place. One of the things that we like to do when we go on vacation is I don't want to eat in tourist restaurants. Right. I don't want to eat where everybody who gets off the cruise ship is going to eat, I always try and find out where the people who live there Local. would where go to eat. eat. Right. And somebody recommended, we found it on the GPS, a restaurant called Anna Miller's. And when we pulled up in front of it, I was telling Teresa, it was kind of like a cross between Perkins Pancake House and Cracker Barrel. And I thought, oh. oh gosh, this is like just another, you know, Perkins Denny's kind of thing. And it's all got this Pennsylvania Dutch Amish motif in Hawaii. Okay, that's a little out of place. So we went in. Well, I'm going to just tell you, first of all, another thing that might surprise you is that the Hawaiian national delicacy is Spam. I knew that, yeah. It's on every menu. Why? It's because... They love their Spam. It was one of the things, like, apparently you get during the war. I don't know. Yeah. And they just, they developed a taste for it. If you go to McDonald's, you can get Spam on your Egg McMuffin. Spam is big. Hawaiians love Spam. Yeah. If you go in Target, and we did. We found the Honolulu Target. It was fun. I had a great time. Uh, they have a whole section of Spam clothing. You get <laughs> spam clothing. Oh, that's, that's <laughs> trendy. I found yeah. Spam tennis socks, Spam lanyards. Oh, my God. And Spam's it's Spam big. in every conceivable size container you can imagine, from individual emergency ration Spam <laughs> to, like, Sunday roast Spam. Really? Mm-hmm. We used to have spam at least once a month when I was growing when up. We went to this restaurant. We went I back a second once, time, and I had an omelet, and it was spam and eggs, and it was delicious. It was delicious. Cooked the right way. I mean, so however, getting back to this restaurant, this restaurant was amazingly good. So we had started out. John and I have been cutting down on what we've been eating and trying to be good and follow certain rules and regulations. Well, we John ordered a salad, and she come, the waitress comes over to the table and she says. Are you boys interested in dessert? And we said, no. She goes, how about some pancakes for dessert? Well, that was the word. <laughs> so we each ordered a small package, a small stack of pancakes. John just got regular pancakes. I said, I'm interested in the banana pancakes. 
And instead of making pancakes and putting bananas on them, they slice bananas and put them on the grill to caramelize. Then oh. they pour the pancake <gasps> batter over the top of it. Wow. Oh, that's messed up. She says to me, would you like to add some macadamia nuts to that? Yeah. <laughs> and I thought, yeah, okay. <laughs> then she says, and how'd you like some of our coconut syrup? Oh, no. So oh. John Man. was absolutely repulsed. The coconut syrup is this sort of white, viscous Ooh. Syrup. Ooh. And, but I have to. <laughs> Might be a little too much for me. Stop. Stop. Okay. Stop. I've got a visual here. Stop. <laughs> Go ahead, Kevin. What were you saying? These were incredible. Incredible. It sounds incredible. And you went in, and it was definitely locals were eating there. It was obvious that there were locals eating there. All of the waitresses, cutest thing in the world. All these Just trying Hawaii- to get past the syrup. Trying Hawaii- to get past the syrup. They're all dressed in these Amish outfits. All Hawaiian girls dressing all, and they're so cute, and they're so friendly, and they're so nice. I finally said to the waitress, what's the Amish thing? And she says, I don't know what you're talking about. I said, well, what's with the, the whole Amish thing? And she says, well, the owner is from Pennsylvania, and he's Pennsylvania Dutch. And we all went, ah. There it is. His grandmother was this woman, Anna Miller. This is the only one of these. There was one in San Francisco, but there was a fire, and they never rebuilt it. This is a single standalone restaurant, and John and I were the only tourists, obviously the only tourists in the whole restaurant. And I would recommend, if you're going to Pearl Harbor, that you find Anna Miller's and go for lunch. We had something called Portuguese bean soup. It was a taste I've not had before. The best beans. like a like a navy like bean, a but kidney, it had Portuguese yeah. sausage. The closest taste I can come to is a sauerbraten, a German sauerbraten sauce. It's got a little bit of a a little bit of a sour taste to it. It was so good. We went back. That was our last meal in Hawaii. And we went back and we said to the lady, "Do you have any more of that Portuguese bean soup?" And she said, "Oh yeah, that's always on." So you had that, and then you had pancakes. After yeah, regular meal, and then he had. I mean, like we had a cup of soup, and I had I had a tuna salad. I mean, so it wasn't a lot of food, but yeah, I had pancakes. I mean, is that for normal dessert. pancakes for breakfast? I mean, for uh, dessert. We she, would, she's the one who recommended it. I mean, it's something I've done before. It's Did not the syrup the, have coconut in it, or was it just like it a was white? Not, no, it was beautiful. It was like a white frosting. <laughs> You're just rotten. <laughs> Just right. Why not just, just coconut flavor is what no, I mean. Think of it's the, actual coconut milk. Think of the okay. containers that you get at like yeah. uh, IHOP that have the syrup in it. Mm-hmm. Well, she brings out the regular syrup and the boysenberry syrup, those, and then she brings out this white. Did you ever make those um, sticky those sticky buns <laughs> that you can pop out of the tube? Yeah, and you get that little package. Uh-huh. Of your, oh yeah, it was yeah. that consistent. Oh okay, it was oh, so okay. gross. It was just disgusting. It was so syrupy sweet, but he loved it. So what can you say? That sounds good. So this is part of how we like to vacation anyway. So we like to go and venture off, but you don't have to. Right. You could take the car for the day and find something, or you can just do the, the excursions that they now, have. Again, we drove across the island, and we went to Kailua. Um, John and I spent three hours in the ocean. It was absolutely crystal clear, baby blue water. Wow. Uh, the shore was lined with palm trees, but there was a little erosion, So, and the top of the the, the dune was pure grass like a golf course lawn so we set our stuff down and we spent three hours in the ocean we went to art galleries in Kailua we had just a great afternoon and it's 20 minutes from Alani 
We went to a noodle house for lunch. It was a Ooh. great. It was a fun Asian day. noodle house. Mm-hmm. Asian noodle house. Big bowls and noodles. Big yeah. giant bowls and noodles. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was really good. Was it? Oh, it sounds Sensitive. so. Again, she wanted know. to know. I, I ordered a certain thing, and then I ordered a little a side of dumpling, and it had po in them. And I kept saying to her, "It has what in them? Po, poa, and po." And I said, "You mean poi?" And she just looked at me like, "What planet are you from?" Until I finally said, "Okay," and I figured, "We'll just try whatever it is." So the other waitress comes over and she says, "She just got here from Japan. She means pork." Oh, pork. <laughs> what, is, what are these things? Oh. In here? It's po. <laughs> You're going poi? No, poor. We were trying po. really hard, and I mean, but po, po. It was po, and then she finally went oink. We had, <laughs> we had fun. Po. She was very cute. Oink. Po for dinner. All right, was, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm just gonna say, why don't you talk? Since we're talking food, talk about what the restaurant options are going to be at. Uh, at I'll the be hotel. honest with you. We didn't get the we didn't get the menus yet. There's going to be a, um, a, a regular sit-down, sort of their signature restaurant will be there. That's beautiful, open air, out to the beach type of view. There's a cover over it, but a lot of Hawaii is open air. Yeah, it's surprising. There's going to be um, more of a fast food type of thing. There's going to be a place where you can go while you're in the uh, uh, in the pool area and just go get a hot dog or a hamburger. All of that wasn't really developed yet when we got there. Mm-hmm. So we had no idea of what the menu is going to look like or what the pricing was going to look like. We had more experience with the space. Now, one thing I will say is um, across from Alani is a uh, in-development shopping center, a strip mall type of thing, but in a very done in a very nice way. And when I say across the street, I don't mean you're staying at the Hotel Royal Plaza and Goodings is right across the street. Right. How they like to lie to people. I hate when I hear It's within that. walking distance. It's within yeah. walking distance. This is literally, you'll step out of the resort, cross uh, a normal street, street, and you'll go into this place. And as of right now, there was a Mexican restaurant that was open, and there was this... Korean barbecue restaurant was open. That was under the Welcome Center. Right. There was a ice cream place. Two scoops. And then then there was this ABC store. And... We asked about what about the other things, and we were told everything in this strip mall has been sold right. and is in development. Wow. And this is going to be a great location for people staying there because it'll be an option to Disney restaurants. It'll be close by. But the nice thing about this, this ABC store, it's called the Island Market, a division of ABC stores. And there's a full liquor store there is every souvenir there's a drug store the nice thing is they know they're in a resort area and everything is sort of sold on a resort size level you know what okay. i mean um so you'd be able to stock up there's for like your a, room. a full little supermarket in there hot food we ordered um we had before our meeting we left enough time because if we had gotten stuck in one of those hour and a half traffic jams, we didn't want to miss our opportunity to get into Alani. So we were there quite early. And we got a sandwich was roast beef and brie on focaccia bread. And they baked it for us while we were there so it was warm. We split one and it was four ninety five. Wow. Really, um, really the other option that they have is spam sushi. It's a great big thick slice of spam. Those are two words that should never be together. Two big thick 
um, slabs of blocks, that's a better word, blocks of rice wrapped in seaweed. They were available every place we went. And they're very popular. They're very popular. It's Did you try it? No. The, su- the spam you had, was it like... Um, how did they cook it? The spam and the egg was... Actually, Kevin said to him, how will you cook it? And she said, well, we'll just put it in the egg. And he said, will they fry it first for me? Mm-hmm. And she said, oh, absolutely. So they like fried it so up. So it has yeah. a little bit of crispy on it. Yeah, that's the way... They cut into little strips and stuff. It yeah. was like if you put ham in an omelet. So this, so this uh, store is going to be great for people, especially staying in the DVC units. There will be a store in, in the hotel that will sell things for the people... If you're staying in a... a Hotel uh, room with a kitchen and stuff. You can bring it back, but this really has a much better selection. You can get bacon, you can get eggs, you can get bagels. And, and the cream prices cheese. were not. I have. Um, I, I didn't put these photos up, but these stores are quite a good size and quite well stocked. So you'll be able to, if you have a car, just park at the resort and walk over, get yeah. what you need. And or if you're going to do a big shop, you could just drive the car right across the street and get your stuff and drive back. Um, I do want to mention the. Um, yeah, I saw that. I do want to mention that the in the resort will be a store, obviously, and they're going to sell Disney merchandise. The Alani merchandise they've told me they've they've promised me will only be available at Alani. You'll not be able to buy it online. You'll not see it in character stores. You won't see it at uh, Walt Disney World. Although those of you coming on the backstage. Magic tour with us in a few weeks at Mickey's of Glendale. They have uh, some really cool Alani polo shirts, which I wore. The, 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 I wore it. Uh, we had gone to uh, we had gone to uh, dinner over at Bonefish, uh, right near here, near the airport. And uh, I was standing outside having a smoke, and some guy walked up to me, and he goes, "Where did you get that shirt?" And I said, "I got it at Mickey's of Glendale at Imagineering out in California." He's like, oh, okay. He goes, because uh, I'm an Imagineer, and I don't have that shirt. Mm. Did you eat at the Bonefish Grill just north of the airport? Before you went to the Bonefish Grill? You also have a cast shirt, which is different than resort merchandise. Because of Glendale is a cast member. No, it's just a regular Alani shirt. Oh, it doesn't say cast? Okay. No. All right. Sorry. Go ahead. We just ate at the Bonefish Grill the other night at the one north of the airport. Try the one in the loop and tell me if you see a difference. Okay. We uh, just bought a car, and we were over in this neighborhood, and decided to go to dinner afterwards. Don't stop here. No, just you know. <laughs> we we're spent here. four hours in a car dealership. We were not pretty. So, um, again, I think that people are going to enjoy this. Again, right across the street, going to have a lot of choice, a lot of variety of things for people to do. Um, did you have a question? No. Okay. I want to talk about. Um, some of the things that people are really, really interested in, the Kids Club and the Spa. Uh, Kids Club is Auntie's Beach House. And, uh, again, we talked about how it's modeled after Disney, uh, Disney Cruise Line. The counselors at Alani actually spent four months on the Disney Cruise Line ships. Wow. The children's program. That's impressive. I thought so, too. One of the things that's really important in Hawaiian culture is family. And... Your mother and father's brothers and sisters in Hawaiian culture are called your aunties and your uncles, and they're very important to you growing up. Oh, they're up. called that here, too. Right, but it's uh, apparently, <laughs> I mean, 
It's also any elder, any elder adult right. of that and, same and, age no, okay. would be and considered an auntie. Like Teresa would be grand auntie because she's so oh, old. Oh, thank you. No, Teresa would be auntie, and we would be uncles. I, I apparently You'd where I have aunts and uncles, uncles. This is more like every one of your family is like a godmother or godfather. Right. It's kind of so like it should be everywhere. It, right. Yeah. Well, you they help raise you. They are the people that you want to spend time with, and that's why it's auntie's beach house. Right. And so there's going to be references to the Hawaiian culture there. Auntie and uncle will have things going on. But um, it's very, very high tech. It's, it's, very, it's similar to the resort in that it's very high tech in a very subtle way. There are going to be there's going to be tables, interactive tables where kids oh, can play dream games, it, yeah. just like right on the dream. There is a interactive electronic skylight where things will be going on in the sky above the kids. One of the really cool things they talked about was that there's going to be a great deal of stimulation for kids. And they're going to have to, if kids are there for a full day, they're going to have to find a way to help them quiet down. And they said, because it's so sunny out here all the time, it's going to be very difficult. There's one of the rooms has interactive windows where they can flip a switch and all of a sudden it goes from bright sunlight to raining outside. So that they can quiet oh, them down. Gosh. For, so the younger kids can quiet down and watch a movie and sort of recharge. Right, mellow out. And they know that's the cue for its quiet time. Because it's raining outside and we can't go out. Right. Wow. wow. The kids' programs will all be free, but there will be levels of, you know, if there's going to be an experience or something that they take the kids on, then that will be an extra charge. But the basic kids club will be free wait a minute extra charge like an excursion for kids well like one of the things they say they'll have a class where they can make flubber so that might be an extra charge if you want to keep the program or they take them out into the lagoon snorkeling right we're all going to go snorkeling so there's a charge because you got to rent the snorkel gear but the basic kids program up to 12 they're going to have like a teen area too you said i'm glad you asked about that do you want to Talk about it. Yeah, there's a teen area, and we kind of rolled our eyes. And she said, "What's the matter?" I said, "These are not always the most successful. There's always that one poor child that's been put in there, sitting against the wall, waiting for everybody to start dancing. You know what I'm talking about? It's just not. They don't teens. It's like the most awkward part time yeah. in your life. They said, "Well, what they're going to do is they're going to have. It's going to be a teen club, but they're going to focus on." There's going to be opportunities for more solitary activities within a group. One of the things they talked about that they were very excited about is that teens are in, in, interested in makeup. Girl teens, hopefully. Some of the boys are, too. And you're going to be allowed to make your own makeup at this club where it's all natural ingredients and someone will help you make it to fit your skin tone and your facial type. Wow. And that's one of the things that's going to be offered. Well, they're science. going to do things... Yeah, they're going to do things that they think teens will actually be interested in, it's, as opposed to trying to force them into that. You're going to dance below now. age bar area. It's going to be everyone dance. <laughs> it's rockets <laughs> with Teeter. We must dance. We will dance. <laughs> um, it's considered a teen spa. Oh, this was only a visual podcast. Gosh, I love that. <laughs> it's, it's considered a teen spa. So there will be spa things that the kids can do, but there's also going to be a juice bar and computers, and um, they'll be able to do activities together. See, they do that well. I know when we went on the Dream in January, Grace was in the teen stuff. And the first day you're a little nervous, but she had lifelong friends by day two, you know. I want to go they back. do it well. It, it, Disney does it very well. I want to go back to Kids Club for one second. 
Um, we talked to them about, we did an interview with uh, the Imagineer, and she's going to tell this story as well. But there is a, you know, Disney does the thing where it's all storytelling, and it also is a reference back to Disney. There are threads that are... are uh, They're very self-reverential at right, times. Right. Like if you'll see a movie and you'll see another character from a Disney movie in that movie, they try to do all that. So we asked them about that. said, are there any things like that here? And she said, yeah, there's a lot. She goes, I don't want to tell you because I'm going to give it away. But we got one out of her that we think people are going to go crazy about. In Auntie's Beach House, we said there's aunties and there's uncles. And Auntie and Uncle were not only uh, on the island, but they traveled a lot. They went out and they experienced different things and different cultures, and they were well-traveled. So part of Auntie's Beach House will be things from their travels. Well, one of Uncle's friends along the way... Was a bad man. (laughs) (laughs) No. I knew you were going to take that. He was... I've I've been biting my lip. I, I was I don't know his name, so people are gonna freak out when I start to talk about this. But he Chester. Was, he was the person from um, he owned he owned the Adventurers Club. Oh, okay. On Pleasure Island. So there is reference to the Adventurers Club and artifacts from the Adventurers Club. From in So it kind of lives on in, in a way. Right, it lives on and people who are true Disney fans and Adventurers Club fans are gonna freak out about it. My only question is, why would you put it in the kids' club? Yeah. Because now you're going to have people who are going to want to see it, and the kids don't know what that is. People hanging out in the kids' club. Just got to get in there and see that artifact. Right, exactly. We asked about certain things. You know how Imagineers like to hide things in attractions? They call them Easter eggs. Mm -hmm. We asked if there were Easter eggs hidden in Alani, and she said yes, there were, and she asked us if we wanted to know what they were, and we told her no. We thought that that would be much more fun for people to find them on right. their own. There are plenty of hidden Mickeys. There are hidden Mickeys uh, throughout the resort. As a matter of fact, in some of the pictures I took, some of them were pointed out. Mickeys in the wallpaper. Mickeys in the bedspread. Uh, it's very subtly, but Mickey is available. One of the things that we didn't touch on was the huge attention to detail in the resort. And one of the things that we focused on was... You know the air return grates from an air conditioning system? These were made specifically for this resort. These are not off the shelf. You know how they usually have little slats in there? These are designed to fit in Alani. As a matter of fact, I took a picture of one. I was shocked that that level of detail, that this wasn't just a regular air return. Well, what was it? I mean, it's just, it, it's got a very Hawaiian design. Pattern to it. It's a very oh, okay. Hawaiian pattern. But it, they've gone that far. So it's it, that that level of detail is there. Also, there's also um, a lot of thought went into it to the um, to their clientele. They understand that they're going to get a lot of Japanese tourists, and that a lot of the Japanese tourists, the flights come in very early in the morning. In addition to there being a DVC lounge where people who are DVC members can go hang out, there's going to be lounges. Uh, off of the lobby for early and late arrival. And these lounges will have places for you to relax and hang out and watch TV and stuff. And You'll be allowed to shower. Shower there. They'll be showered. The wow. Right. So They'll what they're changing doing is, areas so you can change into your bathing or suit. Or if you have a really late flight out. And you have to check out. You have to check out. There'll be a place to store your luggage. There'll be a place, to, as John says, to hang out. But you'll still be able to use, um, take advantage of the valley and have a place to shower oh, and change nice. before that's your nice. flight. It, they've really, it's, very, it's very welcoming. 
They thought it out. It's not really well like thought out. it's not like you're just a basic hotel guest. It's like you're being welcomed into somebody's home almost. Well, I, I do want to I, I want to touch on pricing uh, to a degree uh, for those who are not DVC members who are going to, you know, you use the hotel use this as a hotel, which it is. Um, the pricing is really pretty consistent with what you'll pay for a deluxe resort out here, at least right now. Um, I've looked at a bunch of dates between now and the middle of next year, and you're seeing a standard view room going for about three ninety nine a night, uh, a uh, poolside garden view room. Hold on, while I pull it up, a poolside garden view room in the range of four seventy five a night, a partial ocean view room uh, five twenty five a night. So it's not cheap. It's not cheap. It's somewhat in line with what we found in Hawaii in general. Mm-hmm. However, again, where we stayed in Waikiki, there's a lot of hotels, I mean, right on top of each other. So if you're looking for a price cutting, you can get a cheaper hotel. However, if you're looking to stay out in that part of, of Hawaii, of it's pretty Ohio, much what you're going to pay. That's what you're going to find. I mean, you're talking about really prime real estate. And if you're a high roller, there, what I'm assuming is their presidential suite. It's a two-bedroom suite, twenty-seven fifty a night. Wow. Oh. I have. We're not going to do an email show today because of the length of this show. Right. Correct. Correct. I have an email which I would like to read, which fits very well into this discussion, and this is from Ashley in West Virginia. And Ashley says, hi, podcast team. Thanks so much for all the work you do for us. I think that Kevin mentioned on a podcast a while back that he thought that Alani would be a great resort, but that it takes too long to get to Hawaii to make it a practical destination. Now that you've made the trip, how do you feel? Is it worth the travel time? Was jet lag a problem? Would you recommend to stop over at Disneyland on the way out or on the way back? And I'd love to hear your opinion. Ashley. Uh, Ashley, I definitely think it's worth making the trip. I don't think this will ever be a weekend getaway. It would be take too long to get there. John and I flew out of Orlando International, and our first stop was L.A. It was five hours for us to get to L.A., and we stayed there for four days. We then took a six-hour trip to get to Hawaii. Neither one of those trips were that taxing as far as I was concerned. It was just a regular airplane trip. However, on the way back... We left Hawaii, and we had 11 hours of airtime. We had a one-and-a-half-hour stop in, Hawaii, in L.A., but we flew for 11 hours, and there's a six-hour time difference between Hawaii and the East Coast. And if you're asking if there was jet lag, yes, it's taken me. I'm still not quite 100% back to yeah. normal. Uh, we got home on Friday morning. We left Hawaii at 1 o'clock in the afternoon on a Thursday, and we got back into Orlando at 8 o'clock the next morning. And I have to tell you that the weekend was pretty much a complete loss. Mm. Yes, I, I, I don't usually suffer jet lag, but this wiped me out. If you can afford it, stay in Disneyland for a couple of days because it'll kind of take the edge off. You kind of get a little bit used to the time difference, and, and you're out there anyway. I mean, for us... Going that way anyway, we might as well spend time out there. But it is a—it's a pretty brutal flight. It's not—I don't want to sugarcoat it and say, "Oh yeah, it was not a big deal." And I have to tell you, from here to L.A., our plane there were open seats. We were on seven sixty-seven out of L.A. to Honolulu, and every single seat was taken. As a matter of fact, they were asked for volunteers to get off the plane. 
coming back, we thought, well, maybe we'll have a little room to spread out. Every single seat was taken back out of Honolulu, and they were asking for volunteers in Honolulu hmm. to bump off that flight. Wow. It, it, they're very, very crowded flights coming in and out of Honolulu. So, yes, I think it's doable. Yes, I think it's 100% worth it. But, yes, it's a tough flight. Are you going to talk about airfare? Well, I'm just taking a look at, you know, I'm, I'm running some, some dates and numbers through, through, through uh, Delta. Um, and again, this is anecdotal at best. This is not, you know, don't take this to the bank. But I'm seeing round-trip coach, $700 from, from the East Coast. When I was looking for airfare, I was finding about 800 Which is not I don't think that's awful. Not when you consider where you're going. Right, exactly. The distance um, you're going. Actually. You know, so it's it, it really isn't unreasonable. And I'm, I'm seeing that in dates in October. I'm seeing that in dates in January. I'm seeing that in dates in April. And so. we're not trying to trivialize this. This is not a cheap vacation at all. But it's certainly But it's on par. Ride. It's, you know, uh, it's, again, no, it's not, gonna, it's not a discount vacation. There's no, you know. Olani All Stars. Um, so if if that's what you're looking for, it's it's kind of like Adventures by Disney. If you're looking for a discounted vacation or a budget vacation, these aren't budget vacations. But the you know the the it sounds as though I mean it's we can't say until an actual review is done. Um, it, it sounds as though it will be worth it when you consider, you know, you you, you I, I think it will be fair. To compare these this resort to uh, resorts in in Disney World, there's no question in my mind that once they they open and they're they're rocking and rolling, this will be a five star resort. Also, I have there to is a them. golf course right across the main road that they will have an affiliation with. There will be room service. There will be restaurants and the quality of of the resort itself. It'll be a five star resort. I also have to say that while we were there. We didn't get to stay in the Hope Resort. I just want to reiterate right, that. Right. We got to tour a room. I got to spend about an hour and a half in one of the rooms. There was no one staying at the resort. None of the services were up. There were also things that we saw that we couldn't take pictures of. We were asked not to post pictures, as with anything Disney. Disney doesn't want you taking pictures backstage. They don't want you taking pictures of workers out in the street. If you of take course, one yeah. of the early tours at Epcot. They ask you not to photograph the people pressure cleaning the sidewalk. That's just not Disney. They asked us the same thing, and because they were nice enough to let us take the tour, we acquiesced. Of course. There's no construction photos. There's no pictures of the debris that was laying around while they were working. So we were there at a resort that was definitely under construction. So it'll be a much different experience right. when somebody's actually staying there with all the services up and running. You mentioned backstage. backstage. i got to tell you something cool. I don't even think I told you this. They actually have their own utilidors. Oh, wow. They modeled the resort after the Magic Kingdom and Walt Disney World. And the first floor of the resort, while it's not completely underground, it's a set of tunnels so that they can bring in, logistically bring in stuff and not disturb the guests. And they can, arrive, they can pop up in different areas of the resort wow. and not have... Uh, cast members walking through the resort. There's one last major area I want to talk about. I know we've been going a long time and we're taking up more than our share of airtime here, but it's the spa. Mm. I didn't have a chance to see the full spa. We walked through. I walked through it very much under construction. However, what I saw of the spa was absolutely incredible. And one of the things about this spa that's different than any other spa in any other Disney resort is that Disney will not only own the spa, they will operate the spa. 
it's no third-party contractors involved. Oh, there was a time that Disney uh, owned and operated the spas on property. Um, And then they uh, uh, started handing them over to Nikki Bryan salons to run. And uh, it was uh, uh, the Disney, the spot, the Disney Institute, when it was still the Disney Institute, was actually the last one to be owned and operated by Disney. And then when it became Saratoga Springs, that also reverted over to uh, Nikki Bryan salons. So what's nice about this at Alani is because it's from the ground up Disney, they can theme it. They can fr- they can actually build a resort that has a theme built into it, and the theme is the connection of man to nature. So everything that gets involved in the resort is this sort of man nature connection. Cool, some cool information. Oh no, new product. <laughs> right. Also, there was a mistake on our website. We originally had the spa listed as eighteen hundred square feet. The spot is 18,000 square it's feet. It's massive. When you think about 18,000 square feet. It's my neighborhood. That's right. huge. That's like convention space. It's also, there's a 5,000 square foot hydrotherapy garden adjacent. This is brand new, something they just announced. Never heard of anything like this. Right. It's going to be, it's an inside outside space where there will be covered areas. I said, are people going to be able to see people getting treatments? And they said, no, there'll be covered areas, but it's also going to be a, a garden. They couldn't tell me what's going to happen in the hydrotherapy garden. I assume it's going to be colonics. I don't really know. <laughs> or, or just pressure washing here, Mr. Major. Bidet tutorials. Bidet tutorials. I have to tell you about one of the things she told me about, and I didn't get to see this. She explained that while they, they're trying not to be overt in their details, they're trying to sort of let the story unfold. And one of the things they would like to do is that when you first get there, that you're wowed by the beauty of the resort. If your second trip comes back, you start to see more of the details. They said by your third or fourth trip, we're hoping that you'll start to ask questions of the people who will know the answers, that you'll try and figure out the story that they're trying to tell. And she said, one of the features of the spa, when you walk in, the ceiling is made of indigenous wood, the koa wood. There's beams going past. I saw this. And one of the things they talk about is your connection to nature. And that water, specifically in Hawaii, is very connected to nature. It's all a cycle. And out of the ceiling will drip one drop of water into this small pool, which will form ripples. But the Manahune want to take that a step further. And the ripples will then, with lights in the floor, extend beyond the physical pool. The very cool thing is, as you walk through this area, that your feet will then cause ripples. It's pressure sensitive. It's an interactive experience. You you walk in and you have sort of this mist will envelop you and and you'll start to transform into nature and then you'll see this room where you you interact with nature. A couple of really interesting things. They're going to have the typical spot treatments. They're also going to have couples treatments, which is normal. They will have kids treatments where it's mommy and daughter and daddy and son but then they have something that they're going to daddy and son facials (laughs) they're going to John has kids (laughs) they're going to have family spa sessions they're going to have family rooms where families can get spa sessions together oh wow I think that's amazing that's a great idea that is that's so family oriented I mean it's just a cool yeah Yeah, and I, I think that's a great idea I have to be honest, I'm not overwhelmingly thrilled with the idea of creating a spa that can be where kids can be running around. Well, let me. The whole point of a spa is to relax, and 
everything in the Disney universe is geared toward children. There needs to be some things that kind of remain exclusively adult. There has adult. to be a, a spa that big. There has to be an adult exclusion. Well, I'm sure it's area. going to be separate. Let me, let me just explain to you what they explained to me. They said the, the spa experience starts before you get to the spa. This is not, okay, you're going to get in and sign in and now wait in this corner over here and now go and put your, your clothes on and get your treatment. You're going to get... When Which you're, spas do you go to? I go to the... <laughs> you go to... Where they pressure wash. The Bill's Spa. The Luca Brazzi yeah, really. <laughs> Spa. Pressure wash. You, exfoliate. You will receive... <laughs> the uh, Silkwood Scrub Spa. <laughs> Did you touch the radiation? <laughs> Dolly Gallagher. Um, Dolly Pelliker. Dolly Pelliker. I can think of her Dolly name. Gallagher. Dolly Gallagher. <laughs> the hell's Dolly Pelliker? That was her name in Silkwood. Yeah. Dolly Gallagher. Um, you will get a, a beeper type of thing, something. They wouldn't explain to me exactly what it is. It's not really a beeper. It's some new electronic device. Your wood's going to vibrate? That will, will tell you when they're ready for your spot treatment, but there'll be an outer room where you will go and relax. So you don't get you a spend the day there. And then you could be called into your spa treatment, and then you could spend the rest of the day at the spa. So it's very, very immersive. Well, wow. so I would assume get one of those RFID chips injected, right? Yeah, you can only have a certain amount of soda. And <laughs> <laughs> so I imagine that there will be a way to separate out the families. From weed out, or weed out the children. Weed out the children. Weed out the rough. It would have to be. It'd have to be because. Well, I mean, honestly, honestly, the the whole place sounds awesome. I'm already looking at dates and airfare while you were talking. Well, the best the best thing I can say is I had no desire to go. I really didn't. I've told you that. I was there 15 minutes, and I said to John, how many points do we have? <laughs> and this is at an incomplete resort. That I was, was wearing a helmet, a hard hat. wearing a hard hat and a, a boot. Oh, are there pictures paint. of that? No. Oh, man. No, I'll not. show you one picture. Again, beautiful resort. I have a feeling we will, we will lose Pete to this resort. It is incredible. Well, I, I I can't wait. A wonderful uh, report on this. I mean, really in depth. Wow, really. You covered everything. You covered everything. So, all right. Well, thank you very much, John and Kevin. That'll do it for this segment of the show. We hope that you enjoyed it. As I get ready to turn my volume up this time, we'll be back with you again next time with another episode of the Diz Unplugged Roundtable. Thanks for listening, everyone, and remember. Stay out of the damn lakes.